What a freaking day I've had, Flan Squad. This has been like the craziest day ever. Okay, that's so dramatic. <laughs> it wasn't the craziest day ever, but it was crazy. Welcome to Flaunt Performance Podcast. I am your host, Aja, and this podcast is for the voluptuous runner. We celebrate all bodies, heavier bodies running, and we run because we love running. We don't run in spite of being heavy. We don't run because we're heavy. We run. And it just so happens to be that we are voluptuous, curvy, plus size, fat, whatever you want to call yourself. But we run. All bodies are built to run. You can go to flauntperformance.com and pick up 10, no, and pick, yeah, pick up 10 laws of power for the voluptuous runner. Sometimes I get so mixed up on this show. Because if you don't know already, I have two podcasts and it gets a little bit confusing sometimes. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But this has been a crazy, crazy, crazy day, Flaunt Squad. And if you have children around, I apologize, but I may be using explicit language because it's been that crazy of a day. So first of all, I had to take my daughter to ballet. Hey, Saturday morning, it's ballet time. Cool. But before we went to ballet, I had it in my head because I'm on this whole new thing, Flaunt Squad. I'm on this whole new thing where, well, it's not new, but I am really, really, really taking care of me. First of all, I have children and my son needs to know that women are not sacrificial lambs, <laughs> that we need to take care of ourselves and do the things that we love. And my daughter needs to know that, again, women are not not sacrificial lambs and that she can enjoy the, the things that she loves to enjoy in her life. So I need to mirror that and... One of the things that I really love, enjoy doing, I really love enjoy. (laughs) That makes no sense. One of the things that I really enjoy doing is treating myself to spa treatments. I have a skin, skincare and cosmetic line. That's my other podcast is about that. My skincare and cosmetic line is called Simple Beauty Naturals. And I have a podcast called Simple Beauty Naturals as well. Please subscribe, rate, and review that too. So I really, really love pampering myself. And I think I got out of it for so long. I think motherhood and entrepreneurship and being a wife and all of those things, sometimes we allow to take precedent over taking care of ourselves. And I'll tell you, if I hadn't had Simple Beauty Naturals, and I wasn't so focused on maintaining beautiful skin and keeping my skin healthy and all of those things, I don't know what I would do because I got to a point where 
I was just so focused on other people and not putting enough focus on myself. So anyway, and today my whole idea was I am going to the gym. I love gyms. I haven't gone to a gym in a long, well, I haven't been going to the gym for the last couple of weeks. So my home gym, (laughs) I never gave up my home gym membership. So I said, you know what, today I'm going to the gym. I'm going to swim a mile. Then I am going to, because I need that cross training. Then I am going to get in the whirlpool and I don't get in the whirlpool at just anywhere. (sighs) I do not do that because people are nasty. They don't take showers or any of that. But anyway, I can go on a tangent on that. But I said, I'm going to go and get in the whirlpool And then I am going to do this wonderful, oh my goodness, a sugar scrub that my company has coming out in um, a few weeks. And I'm going to go in the steam room and a sauna. I just had this whole thing planned out. So after ballet, we're driving on the expressway. I'm bringing... I'm in my husband's car. I'm bringing my daughter back to the house so that I can go to the gym and have my treatment by myself. Well, I just wanted to drop her off at home and I was just going to go. So we're on the expressway coming from her ballet class. And what happens (laughs) of all days? A light comes on. No, the car, it was a big truck. I'm on I-80. So it was a big truck in front of me that slowed down. So I had to slow down too. And it slowed down a little bit suddenly. So I had to pump my brakes suddenly. Then what happens? I don't hit anything, but a light comes on the dashboard that says coolant, high temperature, And it just goes ding, 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 ding all the way here. And my husband's car, he already had some issues with the electricity, the wiring or something. I don't know anything about cars. And so I just figured that this was just an issue, just like the other issues. It was some kind of electrical thing. But when we got off the expressway, and this was scary because I would have been totally paranoid if I would have thought this is, that this was serious. When we got off the expressway, there was a stop sign and the car slowed down. Like, what is going on? What is going on? And then we got to another stop sign and it was difficult to, the car wouldn't hardly move. And then we got home, the car started smoking and I'm like scared. Like, is the car going to blow up? Is the car going to be on fire? Grab my daughter out the car. And of course she's like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. She wants to talk because she's four. She wants to talk, 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 talk. So I grab her, come to the house, call my husband Anyway, I was just like, okay, on the day that I want to go treat myself and do this wonderful spa treatment, this happens. So I said, you know what? So my husband, something's wrong with your car, but that's okay because I am going to walk to the Metro train. If you're not in the Chicago area, the Metro train is 
I guess it's like a local Amtrak or whatever. So I'm going to walk to the Metro train and I'm going to take the Metro. My husband's like, you're going to walk. We're not from this area that we just moved in. We just moved into another area temporarily because we're working on our house in the city that we just bought a house, (laughs) which is crazy. So we're working on a house somewhere else. So we're living in a small suburb of Chicago, which... (sighs) According to what I saw today, I guess it can get a little crazy, but I'm not from this area. My husband isn't from this area, so whatever. So he was like, you're going to walk to the Metro? I said, yeah, because the Metro is about, I guess, about a quarter of a mile. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to walk. I mean, I run. I can run miles and miles and miles. If I can run 10 miles, I can walk a quarter of a mile. And he was like, you know, I know you, I used to walk everywhere. I, I. I used to walk everywhere, everywhere I used to walk and bike. But now, you know, I have a car, the the car thing. So he's like, okay, I know you, um, I know you are used to walking, you used to walk everywhere. Make sure you don't have your headphones, you know, all the things that a husband would say. And I'm like, fine, even if I had my headphones, I'm only going to listen to podcasts and I'm going to be able to hear everything. But anyway, I didn't have my headphones on. So I'm walking and this guy starts following me and he's like, Hey miss, Hey miss. And I turn around I'm like, what? Cause I'm irritated at this point. So I'm walking and he comes up. I, I just keep walking. I turn around. I wanted to see who this was. So I turn around and I'm crossing the street. All the things that they tell you for your safety. I'm crossing the street. I'm walking in the middle of the street nobody is there to help me because this man is just walking up behind me and he's like, I'm gonna, don't make me chase you. I'm like, what do I have to deal with this today? So he's like, don't make me chase you. He was, it was pretty scary. I was pretty scared. He was a couple of feet behind me. I saw broken glass on the floor, on the ground. So I picked it up. I was like, not today. If you've seen that article about this, this um, runner who was going to be assaulted. She was like, not today, motherfucker. (laughs) So that was in my head today. I was like, not today. I will cut this person out. And I was scared. So I'm walking, walking, walking. And I got, because I'm running, you know, I'm used to running. So I guess I was too fast for him. He looked kind of lethargic. I don't know if he was on drugs. I don't know if he was drunk. I don't know, but he was scary. So I got far ahead of him over some train tracks and I'll call the police, call 911. I am not against calling the police. If you ever feel your safety, (laughs) something's going on with your safety as a runner, especially, and most of you are women runners, pick up the phone and call the police immediate. Well, as soon as you can get a distance, cause you don't want to be distracted by dialing a number. And so I'm, I'm ahead of him. So I'm on the phone with the police and I'm uh, on the phone with the operator. And I'm like crying at this point. Cause I'm panicked. I don't know this area. And now because of the the area that it's in, I have to walk by some like train tracks and it looks iffy over there. And I don't know if this guy is going to catch up with me. I still have the glass in my hand and I'm on the phone with these people. And hopefully I think they came. 
I think the police came because the operator said she, she wanted to make sure I was in a safe distance. And I said, yes, finally. And she said, okay, the police are on their way. Do you see them? I said, no, I don't see the police. So apparently, I don't know, the police came. But now, since the police came, because I don't know, I don't know if this guy lives in the area. So the police came. I'm like, now he knows that I called the police on him. So if I see him again, what's going to happen? So I called my husband. Well, I texted my husband when I got on the train um, platform. And I was like, I'm never walking down that street again. And then he called me. And I had to explain what happened. And he was like, I really didn't want you to walk down there. And I was kind of, I should have said, no, you shouldn't do it, but blah, blah, blah. So anyway, turns out I should have called an Uber, which is crazy in of itself, getting in an Uber car with a stranger. But anyway, when I got off the train, off the Metro, I called an Uber anyway, because I, at that point I'm scared now because I had to walk. If I would have walked, it would have been a mile from the train to the pool to where I was going to do my spot treatment. So I just called an Uber. The problem is that my phone was almost dead. Like I brought the wrong cord. I brought a cord that didn't work. So that's, that's another thing. But I'm, I'm like, I don't have a fully charged phone. This guy was chasing me. I'm finally at the pool. Cool. Anyway, flaunt squat. I got to the pool. I did my mile. I did my spa treatment. Oh my goodness, this feels so good. I just feel really good. I feel like I pampered myself. I did my steam room. I didn't do the sauna because I'm on the train I had to get back to the train. I didn't do my sauna, but I, I did my, my mile swimming and I just feel really, really good. I went running yesterday and I like, I have a pain in my glute, my left glute for some reason. I don't know what was up with that. So I concentrated on that in the pool. Then after I swam, I did some squats. It was just great. It was a great treatment. Women, you know, we have to start treating ourselves like luxury because we are luxury. We need to start treating ourselves like luxury. Women especially are like, I don't know, we we put everybody before us and that is not the way it should be. Why are we putting everybody before before us? I don't think that's a good example for our daughters to see. I don't think that's a good example for our sons to see any of that. I don't understand why we do that to ourselves. So as I'm swimming today and as I was running yesterday, I kind of wanted to tell a story about why I run, you know, All that, this is before all of this happened today. I had it in my mind that this 
this week's podcast was going to be about me talking about running because I interview all these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful athletes and, you know, they have their medals and some people don't run for the medals. Some people run just to free their minds and it's just great. But why do I run? I really, I've been running for a very long time. If you've listened to my interview with my mom, you, you heard her say, I've been running for over, I'm 41. So I've been running over, over, over for 30, over 30 years. But in the last couple of years, I really buckled down in my running. I really, really buckled down in my running. My, my husband and I had a daughter um, in January, well, we, she was born December 30th, 2015, and she passed away the January after that. So running has really become my lifeline because dealing with infant loss is extremely brutal. It is probably the most brutal thing that, well, not probably, it is the most brutal thing that I have ever dealt with in my entire life. So running has become my lifeline. And I noticed after, you know, after, after, um, she passed away, I started getting anxiety and paranoia. And that is why, that's another reason why this whole incident today scared me. Because I'm already, I already have to deal with anxiety. Already have to deal with paranoia. I'm not paranoid. I'm not paranoid to a level of, I need to stay in the house all the time. I'm not to that level. If I was to that level, if I were to that level, I would definitely seek some kind of counseling to deal with that specifically. I mean, I have therapy to deal with what I'm dealing with. Anyway, so infant loss is horrendous. It is a a horrendous experience. It is the most devastating thing that I have dealt with. And I've dealt with a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot in my life. So running has become my lifeline. If I have a panic attack or if I have some kind of anxiety going on, I know I can run. The problem is at two o'clock in the morning, can't run at two o'clock in the morning if a panic attack, panic attack comes then. But I know the next day or in a couple of hours when it gets light outside, I can run. And it, it made me think yesterday as I was running, when I was 24, I believe I lived in Atlanta. I think I was 24. I lived in Atlanta. I went to school in Atlanta and I had, um, the man that I loved. I mean, I loved him. His name was Lamont. Loved him. He was a couple of years older than me and I dated him while I was in high school And so we ended up moving to Atlanta and I went to Clark Atlanta for school and he was murdered him. It was a double homicide. He was murdered 
in front. He also had a son. He was murdered in front of his son. And it was just devastating. So after that happened, I went to drinking, drinking, smoking marijuana and taking Benadryl, which was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy time. But that's how I kind of got through and the drinking helped me get through school. I was a straight A student, um, majored in, majored in finance, which was tough, but I was a straight A student almost. I had like a 3.8 GPA. My GPA dropped down to like a 3.4 when my, when he got killed. And I mean, I, I coped by drinking, by smoking, by popping Benadryl, whatever I had to do. And I would go home every day after school, after class, and I would just be in the dark. It was, <laughs> the house was dark. The, our, our apartment was dark because we lived together. So everything was just dark. And I, and his mother ended up doing really hard drugs because, and I, I, I think I got really, well, I know I got, I got really angry with her because she was doing these hard drugs. And I was just like, how could you do this? This is like totally against what your son would have wanted. He wouldn't want you to see like that, be like that. But you know what? Now, after losing my own child, I can understand her pain because you just want the pain to go away. Child loss, no matter the age of the child, is devastating. It is, again, I'm going to use this word again because I don't know another word. It's horrendous. So you just want the pain to go away and you don't know how to direct the pain most of the time. And a lot of people don't seek therapy for it. You just want to numb the pain. So now I have an understanding of what she was going through. And I have more compassion about what she was going through. And I'm saying was because she just passed away a couple of weeks ago from an apparent overdose. This has been over 20 years of the very hard drugs because she didn't know how to deal with the loss of her son. And so it made me think, you know, I, I'm sitting here back, back then I was popping pills. I was drinking, I was smoking. I was just doing whatever I could to get by. But now I have been able to redirect that energy and run through this devastating thing of losing our daughter. I'm able to run and it heals me. And I'm able, even if I have my headphones on, because I like to listen to music when I run a lot of times now. I used to not listen to music when I was younger. And when I was in high school and college, early the earlier years in college, I didn't need music. 
to run. I'm sorry, I wasn't 24 when he passed away. That would have been after college. I had my son when I was 24. I think I was 20 when he passed away. When he passed away. But anyway, um, now I'm able to run through all the pain. I'm able to take it out on the trail. My first half marathon, I ran in my daughter's honor. You know, all these years of running, I was never into races. My mom would enter me into these races the, when I was a child, these one mile races, and I hated it. I hated the races. I hated them so bad. It's like they even bring up memories. I just hated them. But I ran in honor of my daughter. And during that race, I just felt every emotion that a person grieving feels. I felt anger. I felt sadness. I felt depressed. I felt all of these things while I was running that race. And sometimes even now while I'm running, I feel all of those things. But I'm able to just listen to my music or if I'm not listening to music, listen to a podcast or listen to the birds chirp and just really get my mind together and really focus on taking care of me. It is so important to take care of yourself, especially if you are going through a traumatic experience because if not, you will start slipping and that I didn't have that knowledge as a young person, a younger person in my twenties, early twenties, late teens, when he got killed, when Lamont got killed, I didn't have that, those tools that I have now. I'm just like, I have to take care of me through this. And that's another reason this whole dieting thing, I couldn't, I gained a lot of weight after, I mean, during my pregnancy, we didn't know she was sick. She was born. That's when we found out she was sick, but I gained a lot of weight. And I think with my other children, the weight bothered me. The weight sometimes bothers me now because it's like it is difficult to move around not because it's hard because it's not harder to run it's not harder to walk and all those myths that people think but I bump into things I I bump into, <laughs> I bump into things I, sometimes I feel like Alice in Wonderland because my body is larger than what I was used to but I gained a lot of weight with all of my children but losing our daughter, her name was Yamina, has really made me switch that whole desire to lose the weight off. I have, it's all about self-care. I, I don't have the time or the patience or the energy or the wherewithal to focus on weight loss. I am not going to deny myself chocolate. If I feel like I'm grieving and I want chocolate, I don't, I'm not going to deny myself. I I think emotional eating is natural. 
I think it's so natural and I think it's unnatural to deny it. I think it's natural because you can even look at babies when they're crying and when they, they want their mother's, what do they want? They want their mother's breasts. I think it's just natural. So I think denying ourselves that is totally unnatural. But anyway, that's why I'm not going to deny myself. If I'm feeling emotional and I feel like I want to eat some chocolate or eat a piece of cake or eat whatever, I'm going to eat it. And I also focus on my training, my running and my swimming and whatever I want to do to train, not because of weight loss. First of all, I've been working out for a long time and I have learned that training and exercise, that is not for weight loss. It There's so many other benefits to it, but people, for lack of a better term, people bastardize training and working out and exercising because they just think it's about weight loss. That's just so minor. That's so minor. Who cares? There's so many things you can get from training. Mental health, I just talked about that. I mean, because losing a child, losing anybody that you love can send you on a roller coaster of mental illnesses. And we just talked about that. It can send you on a roller coaster. But when you train and you focus and you work out and you focus on exercising, you, you know that you can get through it. And I've gotten stronger. Today, like I'm swimming and I'm like, I wanted to stop. I was like, okay, I just want to go. I don't, I don't think I wanted to stop. I think I was rushed. So I was doing a lot of laps really fast, a lot faster than my normal pace. I was like, okay, this is for the birds. But in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm an athlete. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do this. So you, those are things that you pick up from training. And that goes to other aspects of your life. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to keep going. And I got that from run, from running, from training. But we, we need to start bastardizing training. It, it's just, for lack of a better term, I don't know a better term for that. But... I got to a point where I have no interest in dieting. I just want to enjoy my runs and enjoy my swimming and enjoy my training. And sometimes it's, even if it's not enjoyable, I know it's enjoyable because I'm doing something for me that is not about limitations, which is what I see dieting as. And it's not about wanting to be, wanting to look different. No, it's wanting to just push myself and be the best that I can be. And I think in a way, that's a great way to honor my daughter, Yamina, that I am going to be the best that I can be because she deserves that. So that was, that's been on my mind yesterday. Debbie passing away. Debbie is Lamont's mother and she passed away weeks ago. I mean, she's been on my mind a lot because again, I've built this compassion for her. She's been on my mind since Yamina passed away. 
um, because I have this compassion for her and I understand wanting to numb the pain because when her son Lamont, the man that I loved died, I wanted to numb the pain. So whatever you're going through flan squad, just keep running because running is just so healing. It's so healing and it's so, it's so such a wonderful way to meditate and work through your own thoughts and work through your own limitations, your self-imposed limitations. Because most of the limitations that we have are self-imposed. Just keep running. It doesn't matter the size, your size. It doesn't matter how slow or fast you are. Just keep running and enjoy the benefits of this wonderful sport and try to share it with as many people (laughs) as you possibly can because it is a sport that deserves to be shared the benefits that we get from it deserve to be shared and we deserve to honor ourselves with this sport so I wanted to talk about that today and really want to redirect our focus as women from giving, giving, giving to giving to ourselves and enjoying what we do for ourselves, including running, but other things that we do for ourselves and the things that we do to care for ourselves, because we really should get into the habit of courting ourselves. Before I was married, I was always taking myself out on dates I love to go to crazy restaurants or experience crazy things. and Well, not crazy, but interesting things. And it's important to do that, whatever your relationship status may be in real life and on Facebook. Whatever it is, it's so important to take care of you first. People are watching. If you don't have children, your spouse is watching. And how you treat yourself is generally how other people will treat you because you train people on how to treat you by how you treat yourself. So hopefully you're going to treat yourself to a few runs today. Well, not today, maybe one run today, but a few runs this week and have an awesome, awesome rest of your week flaunt squad. And you can go back and listen to our other shows And please subscribe, rate, review, and share with all of your friends. And also, don't forget to go to flauntperformance.com to pick up 10 Laws of Power for the Voluptuous Runner. Have an awesome one.